I'm uh, Nicholas Bornolis of CapitalLink, and uh, I am delighted to welcome you to uh, the panel that deals with uh, Chinese financial leasing solutions for international shipping. As we all know, uh, Chinese leasing solutions have become a major source of financing for uh, global shipping, for the global shipping industry. And we're delighted to have with us uh, a great uh, panel. I will turn it over to uh, G uh, from Better Price to uh, guide us through the panel and introduce our panelists. And again, thank you very much for being with us today and uh, making this uh, event and this panel such a great success. G, the floor is yours. Great, thank you, Nicholas. Uh, and thank you for that introduction. Um, again, my name is G Kim. I'm a shareholder at Better Price in the Singapore office. I am, uh, it's my privilege and I'm delighted to um, moderate this panel. Uh, I think we've got a fantastic uh, dialogue and conversation coming up for uh, what is um, a very appropriate topic to be discussing uh, at, the, at the current moment uh, in our sector. And, um, and as Nicholas uh, mentioned that the, uh, certainly the, the, the Chinese leasing companies and the Chinese leasing platform and finance platform have shown substantial growth, as we all know. It's not news. Um, it's, um, uh, we could think back to the days when at these conferences when Chinese leasing would be considered to be an alternative form of financing. Uh, but I think the world today is, a, is, a, is very different the way we view uh, the leasing platforms and the financing opportunities that we have on a global scale uh, that the Chinese leasing companies have provided uh, to the industry. It's, it's mainstream today. And, uh, and I think that that shift in focus and, and the perception is, is key. And hopefully we can uh, um, highlight that during our discussion, uh, discussion today. Um, from, from certainly so from my observation, um, we've seen that uh, the, the leasing companies have become uh, a mainstay uh, partners with the ship owners globally um, as, as financing a first resort. You know, they're not, these, these, the, the platform that's being provided are not necessarily uh, because ship owners couldn't get financing from the banks or the banks are exiting the, the industry. They're coming to the, the leasing companies as partners in the first resort um, as, as sort of the, again, as the, as the mainstay um, uh, part of their financing platforms. And certainly that is, um, uh, we're more than just gap fillers at these days, at, at during these times. Um, on that basis, certainly today, uh, the current market, uh, there are many challenges. Um, we, we see it in the news every day, right? With the, um, with the pandemic, uh, with uh, the market volatility, um, the increasing regulations that affect our, uh, the shipping sector uh, day in and day out. Uh, it seems like there's uh, news of some sort, whether it's positive trends or, or negative trends in the market. Um, it seems like they, they change every day. And, and I know that the, uh, the, 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 the Chinese leasing companies are right in the middle and thick of things as they do and look at more transactions, the type of transactions that, they, um, that, uh, that are being done today and, uh, and their leadership uh, in the industry um, today on a, on a scale of, of how many types of different types of deals that they may be doing, but going forward as the way the market views them as, again, as a primary source. So with that sort of uh, uh, baseline, uh, I would like to 
It's my, again my privilege to introduce the um, the, the panelists uh, today to give their perspective, and then uh, we'll go through the uh, sort of the, the different uh, discussion topics that we've lined up for the for the audience. Uh, first uh, is uh, Mr. Feng Zhuzi, head of shipping at Bank of Communications. He's right there. Um, Mr. Jack Zhu is the deputy of head of shipping at CNB Financial, and uh, Mr. James Chen is the director of S Marine Advisors. Um, again, this is a fantastic group uh, to share a very different, hopefully a very different perspective of what we've um, um, given the, the sizable and the influential leasing companies uh, that are uh, represented on the panel today, while also uh, sharing a, a, a global, uh, perhaps more of a, a macro perspective from a, uh, an advisory firm uh, that, uh, coming from James. Um, who specializes in more of the shipping and financing arrangements in the, um, in, the in our industry. So I think we'll be able to get a, a very good uh, broad perspective uh, from, uh, from the panel. Uh, so again, thank you for uh, joining us today and we'll, we'll get started off. Uh, what I would like to do is uh, ask each of the panelists to uh, give a very quick introduction uh, of, of yourselves uh, as well as um, sort of uh, uh, of your companies, but framed in the perspective of, of uh, the projects that as, that you've worked on, the projects that um, are on your um, on your site, and sort of the recent trends and highlights that you're seeing in the current market environment. But um, I, I think it might be apt to start with James um, to give a, a, a broad perspective. And I believe James, you have some materials that you can share, and then uh, then we can uh, hand it over to uh, Mr. Fong and, and Jack to uh, give us a very uh, company specific uh, perspective. Uh, on, on some of the, uh, uh, the market conditions today. Uh, James, can I send uh, it over to you? Yep. Okay, okay, thank you, G. Uh, my name is James Chen. Uh, I worked at uh, S Marine Advisors. Uh, S Marine is an advisory firm specializing in leasing and uh, uh, financial arrangement in shipping industry. We operate our business from offices in Shanghai, Essence, and Oslo. And, uh, you know, basically we, we have owners to access the ship finance, mainly in China. Today, uh, I'm going to share a few studies we have uh, did. Uh... Oh, here we go. Okay. Um, you know, uh, uh, as, as G said, uh, you know, uh, uh, Ch Chinese social finance has become a mainstream, not alternative sources to the ship finance markets. Uh, uh, you can see from these slides, uh, China has become the number one in terms of the shipping portfolio uh, since two years ago. In 2019, China uh, owns uh, 78 billion US dollars. Uh, uh, so, you know, uh, I think this is a basically basically is match the Chinese uh, position in terms of the export, in terms of the shipbuilding and the shipping. Uh, if you run a back envelope calculation, you will see China's Chinese market share in ship finance is between 20 to 25 percent. Uh, this slide shows uh, 53 institutions who are active in ship finance. Uh, among 53 institutions, there are uh, 14 Chinese institutions who are marked with red color. So there are uh, quite a few Chinese institutions on, on, this, on this list. 
This slide shows the Chinese chief finance market capital state growth from 2016 to 2019. Uh, the, the blue color is the drawdown amount from the bank, mainly China Exxon. The, or, the orange color is the drawdown amount from China resource. Uh, the gray is the insured amount from Sino Shore. Uh, in 2019, Chinese leasing uh, has a drawdown 15.8 billion, which is a 25% growth from the last year. Uh, this is a list for the top 10 China resource in terms of drawdown in 2019. The Bokong is the number one, ICBC is number two, CMB is the number three. Uh, in the first half of 2020, uh, China resource as a whole completed drawdown above 5 billion, which is uh, one third of uh, last year. So I expect the drawdown amount from China resource we are likely for in 2022, uh, 2020. This slide shows you the shipping portfolio owned by China resource. In 2019, China Lessos owns the shipping, for, shipping portfolio 59 billion, which is a 13% growth from the last year. So this slides also confirm leasing has become the mainstream finance sources, not only alternative sources. Okay, so this is uh, basically the, the, a general picture for China uh, finance markets. That's, uh, thank you for that, uh, James. Uh, that's very, um, I think that again highlights uh, the current presence of the, the Chinese leasing uh, players um, in, in the global scale in our market today. Um, but given the current times that, and the challenging times that we're in, um, uh, I think one of the things that are, are being highlighted that we're seeing in the market are that the Chinese lessors are becoming more, a bit more cautious. Um, it's not about necessarily volume, although what James shared is the volume is there, but um, given the conditions and challenges, um, it, they are being more cautious about uh, lending who and how they lend money to the ship owners um, uh, amid the, uh, the current um, uh, market conditions, but it does seem like there's no necessary plans to get out of the market or anything of that sort. So they are still very active and um, uh, uh, you know, you, you, you see, you can feel the, the, the less worth presence uh, in, in, even in tumultuous times like today. Then uh, let me switch it over to um, Mr. Fung and, and Jack. Uh, maybe I can start with Mr. Fung. Uh, from, a, a, from a leader within a uh, lessor, you know, your perspective on um, sort of things that you've seen, deals that you've seen and, and partaken in and sort of the market conditions today for, for yourself. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, thank you, Mr. Kim. Uh, at the beginning, uh, Captain Link told us that uh, we also can, they also prepared for uh, the Chinese track. Uh, yeah, so means I also can speak in, uh, in Chinese. In Chinese is okay. Do, so do you mind, uh, do you mind I speak in Chinese? You know, after so long time, I have not been uh, meet face to face with foreign guests, foreign uh, clients, 
I don't know how about my English. <laughs> With, <laughs> yeah, if I can speak in Chinese, maybe I can make a better um, uh, expression. Yeah. So uh, absolutely, yeah. I, I don't think that's a problem. No, go ahead. Okay, so I I will talk in in Chinese. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, uh, Thank you so much, Mr. Kim. Uh, now we'd like to show uh, thanks to the Capital Link. Thank you all for organizing this session, this forum for all of us. My name is Fang Xiuqi. I'm responsible for the leasing business. This year, in face of this epidemic, we have done quite a lot of investment in the first half of this year. An investment reached totally three billion US dollars. This is able to show our companies opinion in the perspective for the whole market. Although the COVID-19 is going to have some impact on the market trend, but we still think that the COVID-19, the COVID-19's impact would be lasting for a really short term. I do believe that COVID-19 is going to disappear. The market is going to recover. So that's why we're going to pay more attention to the anti-globalization, especially this year. Until now, the fleet asset safety, the client's operation experience and status quo, I mean, they're all really steady. In general, we are really assured of that. I do believe that in the future, the market, I mean, I mean, the China's needs leasing company is going to give priority to the cargo market of China. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mr. Uh, Jack, uh, from your perspective, you, you, perhaps you can... Um... Uh, thank you, uh, Sanji. Yes, uh, as the slides uh, James uh, just show, uh, showed us, uh, same leasing. I think I uh, have already uh, achieved uh, a good uh, result uh, for 2019. But for the first half of this year, we definitely have slowed down the drawdown. Compared to Mr. Fang, we, we just done very small amount of the Liu drawdowns. Um, yeah, as G said, um, we are a little bit cautious about the, the, the epidemic and also the the worsening of the U.S. and China relationships and the anti-globalization uh, trends. So, but we uh, do have concluded deals in the uh, first half of this year, and which including dry bulk carriers, tankers, uh, containers, and also uh, some gas carriers. So, uh, what we uh, what we have done is just to trying to keep our commitment to the industry to stay with our clients to go through this uh, tough time. Uh, our shipping portfolio, as the slide shows, we uh, have been uh, standing above 7 billion US dollars uh, since uh, last year. But after some uh, several uh, uh, assets transactions, we still maintain the size close to 7 billion US dollars. Uh, I think from the 
since after the outbreak of the epidemic, so we worried about the container shipping sector, container sector very much. But uh, it looks the container segment, it will wither the coronavirus crisis. The even better news is that the crisis have, has accelerated and solidified a little more resilient business society for the, for the container segment. So we can see the, the second quarter of the liner's uh, performance is quite good. So that's uh, released a lot for us. And also for the dry bulk side, it's also gradually picking up and the tank market has, pretty, uh, has been pretty well. So we continue to do the, the traditional, uh, this carrier segments. So we will follow Mr. Fan to, to uh, expand the portfolio in the near future. And also, as uh, Mr. Fan mentioned, so what we are worried about uh, is, uh, is more about the anti-globalization and also the geopolitical uh, issues. We do think that the, the epidemic, the COVID-19, will be solved uh, very soon. Thank you, G. Great. Thank you for those insights, uh, Jack and, and Mr. Fang and James as well. Um, I would like to, it's, it's quite interesting because, um, you know, there's, there's pockets of opportunity, it seems like, despite the challenges. And, and um, I'm curious, um, are there, just as you look at opportunities, um, despite the current market challenges, um, as an institution, um, how do the, the leasing companies um, internally, how are you adapting? I mean, what, what are things that you're look specifically perhaps looking for when opportunities do arise? Um, or, or is it just the assessment, is it, is it generally the same, but just working in a different environment? Or is there anything sort of unique or special that you focus on in a, in a challenging market like this? That um, uh, uh, when, you, when you see opportunities uh, come up, uh, in, in the sector. Jack, maybe, maybe I can start with you there. Yeah, uh, yeah okay. Yeah, I, I, as I just mentioned, I think uh, um, we are still looking at all of the sectors we have been involved in, uh, from the dry box tankers and also the gas carriers, container vessels. But if there's the assets if the assets attach a long-term charter with the cargo owners, we, we will prefer to do consider uh, because we think there's a lot of uncertainty uh, ahead. The, 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 the trade war, the geopolitical issues, and the, and the uncertainty from the, from the epidemic. So if there's a steady uh, cash flow attached project, uh, this is a uh, definitely give, give us a lot of uh, comfort board. Uh, so, and also, uh, secondly, we will consider how we uh, refinance the project, how the capital market look at this, uh, this type of deals and this type of assets, how about the liquidity of the, the, the type of assets. So after the, uh, the COVID-19 outbreak, you know, uh, there, there was a time everybody uh, worry about the, the, the liquidity, worry about the cash. Everybody wanted to uh, try to preserve as much as cash as possible. So that time everybody was panic. 
so also for us, we, we just keep trying to uh, talk with our clients. How, how are your situations? How are your uh, financial situations? How, how do you uh, uh, refinance for your, for your uh, projects will be uh, matured? So this is very important. The clients, can the clients can raise money from the capital market, from the banks, from the leasing house? How the deals, uh, the, the, all of the investors look at this type of deals? So maintain the highest liquidity is very important for us. So that's very important to we, how we uh, consider the, the, the new uh, deals. And also we do think the most important thing for us is the people. So we always take uh, the characters of our clients as the most important thing for us. So who are the boss the, of the, of the uh, sh sh fleet? Uh, who behind the, of the, the fleet, who are the investors, and who management the, who manages the, the fleet, the company, very important for us. It's the most important factor for us. So if they have, um, they have a good record, they have encountered a lot of ups and downs. So that means they have prepared for this kind of uh, fluctuation. So even there's a lot of uncertainty coming, they have a lot of uh, reserve of cashes and have a lot of preparing for this kind of uncertainty. So what do we do just to stand with our clients to uh, try to maintain very steady uh, growth or maintain um, just to, to um, keep the cash to go through this tough time. So that's very important for us. And uh, for some kind of asset player uh, investors, Maybe we can consider some part, small part of this, but that's not most part of our assets. So that's uh, maybe the appealing from uh, CMB leasing. I think compared to uh, Mr. Farm bottom leasing, they, they, they may be considered sizable deals and the very uh, first tier clients. We, 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 we will follow Mr. Farm, but we also consider smaller size and the, the, the Baltica clients as well. Uh, thank you, G. Thank you, Jack. Uh, appreciate that uh, insight, and that's it's 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 actually quite um, the, the the insights that you provided on on sort of the slight adjustments that you have to um, that you're looking for your counterparts to make. Uh, certainly, cash in these days and, and raising liquidity is is a certain um, uh, necessity. Uh, in, in survival these days. So I uh, appreciate that input. Uh, I can turn it over to uh, Mr. Fang. Uh, if you could share your thoughts. Um, uh, Jack mentioned um, uh, you a couple times <laughs> moments ago. Um, Mr. Fang, if you could uh, add your uh, perspective on, on, on sort of the way um, uh, you're dealing with the challenges um, and your insights. Yeah. Um, uh, how to say to adapt to the current uh, situation? For me, uh, actually, I'm I'm confident. Just as I said uh, at the beginning, uh, we still make uh, uh, too much drawdown uh, this year because we believe the uh, the, uh, the the viral COVID-19 as the uh, influential. Uh, influence will be uh, is short term, not long term. And uh, uh, the challenge for us is 
the need from the market is obviously uh, be limited. We have we can't see too uh, too many rebuilding uh, orders like before. The, the CPS is very uh, very hungry. And in the meantime, if we have some second-hand sell and spec deal, um, because the market is poor, the cash flow maybe can't support the the uh, the project. So uh, it's difficult to uh, to find enough uh the, the the good uh need from the market or to find the right uh, good good projects so that's the challenge uh to us actually but um, uh in the same time we believe that the market the uh how to say since there are, there are uh there is less uh limiting orders so the supply supply will be uh, less than the, the, the demand. It's, it's a good thing to the whole market. So the market will be, be, be safe. The, and in the meantime, the asset price is kept uh, very, very low. So it's also very safe to our asset uh, management. So we don't think now is really a challenge to, uh, to, to us. It's a good, still be a very good time for us to develop our uh, our portfolio, uh, and uh, so the only challenge uh, is the, the the need is not too enough. But considering considering the the uh, European uh, shipping bank still uh, exit from the market, so we still we believe we still can find uh, enough uh, good projects at the current uh, current moment. But meantime, we must must uh, confess the the risk control will be more um, strict uh, than before because the, the situation uh, the the challenge to different uh, niche market uh, is is also um, how to say to some niche market the challenge is uh, is bigger than than, than uh, some others. Like James, uh, like Jack mentioned, the nine business uh, is totally up to the, the expectation uh, from us at the uh, uh, in the, the earlier first uh, maybe second quarter of this year. But the uh, dry bulk market still be um, I'd say um, we can't say it's very uh, so stable or tanker market also. Uh, become more and more uh, up and down. So we believe the uh, risk control measure uh, uh, will be more uh, strict than before. Yeah. Excellent, yes. Uh, there is one thing that I'll, I want to come back to later on after I get turn it over to James for his thoughts here uh, that um, Mr. Fang, you mentioned about the asset play, which I find very interesting in today's market and in the specific place that uh, uh, the, the Chinese leasing companies have um, in, in that sort of interplay between the traditional finance leasings that um, uh, that we typically associate uh, with the leasing companies and the gradual shift that we're seeing towards a lot more operating leases um, where uh, you're actually becoming and, and where your management skills are actually uh, tested and, and where you can dif start differentiating between the um, uh, the teams that have the management 
um, uh, wherewithal to uh, to go through uh, ownership aspects of of, of, uh, of our sector. But before we get to that, uh, James, sort of your if you could provide your thoughts on uh, perhaps things that, that Jack and Mr. Fong have, have, have stated, but perhaps from a, a bigger um, advisory perspective. Okay. The challenges, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, from from our observation on other uh, participants, other resources, we fear uh, in general uh, the uh, institutions become cautious. You know, basically this is the instinct response to the uncertainty. Uh, the, you know, they they are trying focusing on the you know uh, stronger balance sheet. You know, they also they are uh, uh, prefer to accept the more liquidity assets. Uh, but they also realize that you know uh, because the QE, the Western banks come back, uh, they have a, a sufficient fund to to provide their uh, existing clients. So uh, Chinese resource realize the competition. So they will uh, achieve a balance, you know, between uh, you know how 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 to become competitive and uh, how to manage the risks. Um, so so uh, basically, you know, it, it, this is uh, you know. Uh, natural response to the uncertainties. So that, yeah. That's our obligation. Yeah, and I think that's right. Uh, you know, certainly um, in any any challenging environment, looking at the uh, the borrower's cash flow, as Jack mentioned, liquidity is, is quite key, um, uh, as well as the balance sheet. Um, paying more attention to the assets, and I think we were going to touch upon that in a little bit, um, you know, in, in, the, in the particular sector that you, you find bullish in, where the opportunities lie. So I think the general consensus, uh, perhaps, to be said that the the appetite for uh, for the sector amongst the the, uh, the Chinese leasing companies isn't dulled in in um, in any means. Uh, there are certainly um, plenty of, of 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 teams looking for opportunities out there. It just has to make sure that we are able to check all the boxes, and, and, and when the opportunities do arise. Um, that um, rather than retreating, you're actually um, um, going forward and uh, and being an active participant still in the, in the sector. And I think uh, that's certainly good news uh, for I think a lot of ship owners to hear that um, that there's no necessarily thought of retreatment. Uh, it's really more of finding the right opportunities and and partners that could uh, um, that could work with the uh, the, the leasing. Uh, the platform. Um, uh, as I mentioned earlier, one thing that I wanted to uh, touch upon that Mr. Fung mentioned was, was the asset play. Um, I think there was, there was a gradual, we saw a shift in the market where, the, where we saw a lot more operating lease opportunities coming up where uh, the, less, uh, the Chinese lessors were not merely acting as another form of, of what banks typically do in a finance lease market, but uh, or through the finance leasing, leasing structure, but more as an, op as an operating lessor, where you actually own, have the upside and the downside to the residual risks of the assets, which requires a lot more discipline, a lot more uh, wherewithal with the asset play. Um, but it's interesting in a downturn like this, where um, perhaps a lot of the shipyards are globally maybe struggling um, because of this, this push towards an operating lessor sort of um, types of transactions. Um, you know, you're you're actually at the same time facilitating and helping the the shipyards as well, right? Because you are an additional player in that in that uh, in that market as well. So, um, if I could just touch very briefly on it, uh, Jack, maybe your thoughts on uh, I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you guys probably have a, a bit of a sizable operating lessor 
um, operating lease types of transactions in your books as well. Um, sort of your general thoughts on that trend. Um, it's a bit unique, yeah. Uh, thank you, G. Uh, so we do have uh, a bridging uh, portfolio. Uh, we do uh, uh, place new bidding orders by ourselves directly uh, with uh, shipyards. But that's account very uh, a small portion of our whole portfolio. So um, yeah, what are we uh, thinking about the operating leasing? Uh, this is a lot about the asset play. So what we are trying to do is to understand how to management the asset, how to uh, to understand the whole industry chain uh, from from the upstream to downstream and how to uh, negotiate with the uh, chargers to pagolas to secure a fixed long-term uh, charter to achieve a stable cash flow in the future. So this is um, maybe uh, what we have done with uh, operating lease. But in the future, maybe we think about, we will follow um, uh, the, our friend, Mr. Fan, uh, Bokham Leasing as a leading of uh, the Chinese leasing house. They have done a lot of uh, this kind of uh, directly with uh, cargo owners. Uh, yeah, this, this, uh, the first half of this year, they have uh, done a great deal with, uh, with Shell. It's a very good, name, good deal for, for, for everybody. So this kind of make the market more flat compared to the asset playing uh, model. So we do think this is good. Also is efficient for all of the uh, parties uh, alongside along the, the the industry chain for the cargo owners they can uh, um, secure the tonnage uh, for long term and for the for the shipyards they can uh, design the good and high quality vessels for the end users and also uh, the leasing house can together with the ship management company to provide good service to the cargo owners I think this is a very good organization for the good access to provide to the industry. This maybe is a kind of a new uh, trend for us to know uh, to, to do this. Uh, but for us, uh, we still think the traditional ship owners still very important, still play very important role in this industry because the ship management is kind of, is kind of um, uh, require a lot of experience, how to uh, uh, manage the vessels, how to maintain, how to uh, organize the crew, organize people to achieve a good result for the operating. So even for all of the um, investment of shipping projects, maybe the CAPEX is more sensitive compared to the OPEX, but also, OPEX also very important to uh, to the decision makers, how this kind of uh, set is, is, is satisfied by the end users. So that is important. Let's decide the, the, the future value of this type of vessels. So in that, uh, in that angle, so we do think also the, the involved directly um, with ship, shipyards to negotiate the operating lease structure is also important for this kind of financial investors who, who like us, the bank background uh, leasing house. So that's also important for us. So we do yeah. think this is a new trend, but we, so far we still focus on 
uh, financial uh, leasing uh, as uh, most part of our portfolio. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Jack. Um, you know, uh, appreciate that input. And, and I think it is a, a space that we do have to uh, uh, keep an eye, uh, eye out on. Um, in the last few minutes that we have uh, of this um, very informative session, um, Mr. Fang, if I could ask you um, sort of, and I think you hinted on it earlier, um, would you say that, I mean, where is your confidence level for the rest of the year in 2020 in, in the in the shipping sector and, and perhaps, I know it's hard to envision so far ahead these days, but um, you know, the rest of 2020 and uh, 2021 perhaps, uh, sort of how, do you, how confident do you feel uh, on, the, uh, on the way the, the market is uh, <clears throat> trending in our sector? Uh, sorry, you mean uh, my opinion to the uh, shipping just market? Feature, yes, or... just uh, very quickly, yeah. Uh, a minute or two of sort of your thoughts on where we're trading. Yeah, well, actually, we already seen the recovery uh, of almost all niche markets. So some market maybe uh, will keep uh, uh, um, uh, up and down, but uh, it's just uh, as normal. So uh, mm -hmm. now the the, the imp impact of the COVID-19 to the market is maybe only limited to the um, difficulties in uh, shifting uh, seafarers or something. So uh, I, I don't see the, there are big uh, uh, challenges to the market. So we yep. personally, I'm will, I will be very happy to see the full recovery of the uh, market. Yeah. Excellent. Yes, well, um, I, I think that's certainly um, um, a, a positive note. And um, on that basis, I think we're, we're at our uh, times in. Uh, again, thank you for everyone for your insightful um, uh, input and feedback on on a very important topic that um, that's very apt for uh, today's uh, today's environment. So, I'll turn it uh, back over to uh, Nicholas. For uh... all I wanted to say is thank you to everybody. This was indeed a very informative panel, and thank you to uh, to all of you uh, for being with us today. Thank you. 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 Thank